podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is week six of the NFL. It is our preview show. Benny from the block in the house. Fresh from working with you on TalkSport Radio on Sunday at Tottenham for the game. Your dulcet tones and most importantly of all, the fact that you wore shades for 97% of the broadcast, even when uh, the summer setting. <laughs> um, yes, and I did almost put them on for this as a little bit of a nod to that. And then I thought, Should've well... Been. No one, no one's gonna, no one's gonna appreciate it except you. Um, so, so I didn't. But yeah, I mean, the, there the, are so the, many, the, so many comparisons with you and Mike Tomlin. That is just one, Benny. Quite <laughs> frankly, I, these, these are the Coach Prime shades. These are the, these are the ones that Dion Sanders wears. Um, I know that when he turned up at Colorado, you know, he had this famous quote where he was talking about replacing players, and he said, "I'm coming. I'm bringing my own luggage, and it's Louis." These are not Louis Vuitton <laughs> glasses. These are very, very much. <laughs> mid-priced nice. glasses. He's got Penny's. he's got a You're deal H&M. with not super he's fancy. Job. That's kind of like, that's the difference. But there. I mean I, I'm not I'm not gonna name the brand because they're not a sponsor. If they want to sponsor the show, Fair. then I'll start naming the brand. But I those <laughs> those glasses were about 40 quid. Just want to make that clear. They were not expensive glasses. And speaking of sponsors, um and hey, this is a perfect opportunity for you to break out those 40 pound shades when we head <laughs> to Florida, we're heading to Tallahassee, we're heading to a Florida State game, Ben, in about a month's time, courtesy of our friends at College Football Island, Florida State coming to Dublin next summer, of course, and we are going to be there, we're going to be building up to that all through the year, long-term sponsor uh, of the show, partner of the show, uh, and we're loving their work, and we're loving the fact that they're flying us out to Florida to go see a Florida State game. Oh, absolutely, I mean, Dope Campbell Stadium, where Florida State play is one of the kind of cathedrals of college football. It will be an absolutely amazing experience. It will be the first uh, college game that uh, you've attended in Mm -hmm. America. So I'm looking forward to being with you for that and uh, experiencing that through your fresh eyes. The the tailgating will be absolutely unreal there. Hopefully the weather's going to be great. If it all if it all works out, we may even get to a, a a high school game the night before. Florida high school football is fantastic, but we're going to soak up the Florida State atmosphere, and then hopefully we're going to help College Football Island bring that college atmosphere to Dublin. Dublin that is a match made in heaven. That is a match made in heaven. I tell you what, we were discussing uh, how we're going to get there because we're going to be going out with a with a, a bunch of the crew from College Football Island, and we're just working out because they're flying from Dublin, of course. Betty and I are flying from London. Is working out itineraries. One point, Betty and I thought about a. Steve Martin, John Candy, planes, trains, and automobiles, kind of road trip to get to Tallahassee from Orlando. But we've wisely <laughs> backed against that. Anyway, more news about that. We'll be on the road. We'll be pushing out a whole load of content on our social channels from there, a pod from there as well. That's in a couple of weeks. But we're all about the NFL today. We're all about week six of the NFL in particular. A lot of news flying around. So I figured let's start with that. Let's also get into view the trade deadline, which of course is Halloween 31st of October. And there's a lot of buzz about a number of key players and who might get dealt by the time the deadline hits. The Rams already made a move. Van Jefferson has moved to the Falcons. Van Jefferson, I think, is a player with tremendous upside, but was the odd man out in in LA this season. Puka Nakura, of course, one of the breakout stories of the season meant that Jefferson was surplus to requirements. And the Rams, given the fact they've given up 
87 draft picks. I think the, the Ronin's out over the last few <laughs> years. They need to recoup something. So they flipped late-ish round picks there. So not exactly. The the most exciting uh, of deals in terms of collateral, but Falcons are adding yet another piece to an already pretty impressive arsenal around Desmond Ritter. It's just enhancing their potential as one of the more exciting offices in the NFL, even if they're not quite gelling it right now, Benny. Yeah, and it really takes out that margin of error for Desmond Ritter. So you have to, when you draft someone, especially a quarterback, you've got to be able to assess them properly. And if you want to fully assess a quarterback, give him a decent offensive line. Give him great pass catches. Give him an elite running back. They've given him all these things. They can completely assess him. If if Ritter cannot get it done in this system, they won't look back and think, oh, if only we'd had... No. They can now assess him. It's not looking great for him, but all the pieces are in place. And that's what I'm excited for him to be able to get that opportunity. If it doesn't work, then a quarterback, the next quarterback in there is in a fantastic situation. Like, obviously, they're not going to get the, the, you know, the first overall pick. But if they if they drafted a quarterback in the next draft mm. coming into that situation, they'll be rubbing their hands together. It's not mm. like going into Carolina. Yeah, well, well, hey, well, more of that, more of the more of the Panthers in a little bit. So, Van Jefferson going to, to the Falcons, the player that has been most talked about, I think, in terms of a possible high-profile player, anyway, most talked about in terms of high-profile, high in terms of possible deal before the deadline, has been Kirk Cousins, right? Pretty much from the moment Aaron Rodgers went down, everybody started thinking, well, the Jets are still contenders because of Salah and this D. They got a ground game. Can they get a serviceable pro that's demonstrably better than Zach Wilson, which is kind of every pro in the league right now. Uh, pretty much, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to have a cheap shot at Wilson, but yeah, I mean, uh, a starter at the Kirk Cousins kind of level is, is a clear upgrade, right? The Jimmy G kind of zone that we're talking about. Would that make the Jets uh, a contender again? So Cousins' hype underpinned, of course, by the abject season the Vikings are having. So that has gained a bit more traction this week because the Vikings trying out a lot of players and the teams are doing this all the time. Of course, trying out different players. Colt McCoy was one of the players getting a tryout at the Vikings, This the, the legendary Colt McCoy, which got tongues wagging, Benny, that maybe they're looking to move him on. Do you think the Jets... I mean, the Jets are back in this, aren't they? With their win, the two and three, would the Jets give up what were at least a second, maybe more for Cousins, do you think they do that deal? I I think it's a hard one to pull the trigger on because of because of everything they've got wrapped up in Aaron Rodgers. It really feels like they're kind of mortgaged to the hilt. Yeah. Ready ready for this season. Now, Kirk Cousins, the, the Vikings have had a terrible season. Like, you know, we we talked take. A, yeah, we talked a lot about how they were the record at the very least would likely regress for the Vikings. The The record was inflated last year and it was going to come back. But it's really come back really hard. Justin Jefferson not only is injured, doesn't seem like... I mean, he doesn't seem very happy with everything that's going on in Minnesota. The the losing, the poor play. But Kirk Cousins is actually having a good season. He's, he's leading the league in touchdown passes. He's the... I mean, he's the only player who's thrown more touchdown passes than Justin Fields. There's a sentence I didn't expect to be saying a few weeks ago. Kirk Cousins is a Wait a minute, what? what? He's what? He's the the only player who's thrown more touchdown passes than Justin Fields this season. How many touchdown passes have Fields got? 11, same as Josh Allen, 
same as Tua. In that fact, has just blown my just, mind. <laughs> Justin Fields has thrown the what? same number. He's thrown the same number of touchdowns and interceptions as Tua and Josh Allen. They're, they're in terms of touchdown passes as well. They are joint second behind Kirk Cousins. But anyway, we digress. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. So I don't think the Jets make this deal. I think because of it's I like I say the phrase I would use is mortgage to the hilt. Mm. It feels it's very very short term, which I get. But Aaron Rodgers, they'll have Aaron Rodgers next season. Zach Wilson, I don't, I don't, I don't want to try and dunk on Zach Wilson because I think he is developing a little bit. He wasn't; they didn't want him to be a starter this year. Personally, if I was the Jets, I'd rather ride with Zach Wilson, see what mm-hmm. I can do, rather than take on Kirk Cousins. Then you've got Aaron Rodgers coming back. Then what do you do with Cousins? I think it gets very messy. And for the Vikings, with Justin Jefferson out and Justin Jefferson not entirely happy. Mm-hmm. Are you then, in effect, blowing that team up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Jefferson may feel like I don't want to be here anymore, and then you've lost Kirk Cousins, and Justin Jefferson wants wants to leave. Cousins then doesn't have a future him. beyond this season, there, does he? Or, or does he? Or they re up? I guess they might look at the market and think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all about the all about the market. And the thing is, is that if right now, if they decide, okay, this season we're not making the playoffs, and frankly, I'm not ready to rule a one and four team out. You know, when they've got, Ooh, okay, when they've got, and I'm not saying they're going to make it, but a team that's got Justin Jefferson and a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, I'm not going to completely rule them out. Things can change. But if they feel we're not going to make the playoffs, mm. what's, what's better? Finish six and 11 or say two and 15 mm-hmm. and potentially get, potentially get Caleb Williams. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know? We're going to talk sneaky playoff teams a bit later on. Uh, we're going to do your quarterback rookie watch as well. Sneaky playoff teams, of course, teams. We started this in the offseason. Teams that nobody was talking about uh, as viable playoff contenders, but we felt maybe could be. We're going to pick a couple each that are very much in that mix. And maybe Benny's gone with the Vikings there at one of four, despite their whatever it is, the 3.1% chance <laughs> or whatever it is, the team can make the playoffs with a one and four start. But that means it's possible. You mean there's a chance that the Vikings can do it? There's a chance. Uh, okay. So Kirk Cousins, watch that space. It'd be interesting. And other potential suitors is an interesting question because I think there are injury notwithstanding. I think there are a huge amount of players that would think, yeah, I'm going to go in quite big on Kirk Cousins now because uh, he's, because he's the future. The Broncos, I've got some questions to uh, answer because, well, they've already dealt Randy Gregory. They are a mess. And by all accounts, there are a number of players, even going into this season, there was talk of Judy and Cortland Sutton maybe getting dealt. So there's a a lot of buzz about the Broncos rolling out a number of players to stockpile, which would kind of make sense in a way because this season is probably done. They've got this huge, huge issue with, with Russell Wilson that we'll come back to, but maybe this is the answer. If the Broncos with Sean Payton, we'll talk hot seat coaches as well today, and Payton is not on the hot seat. They're not going to have gone in. And le- unless Agreed. this becomes Agreed. one of the cataclysmic Urban Meyer-esque kind of seasons, he's, even if they, you know, unless they go one and 16 or, you know, there's no way they're going to jettison uh, from the Peyton project this early on. It might be a Gruden yeah. kind of situation where, you know, the Gruden Raiders situation where a couple of years, sure, but not right now. So it's logical that the Broncos might deal a lot of pieces to, to re-up. However, and I've always had this had this issue with this from God that when the, the Finns dealt a lot of players, the fire sale over four or five years ago, Laramie Tunsil and others, Minka, I get that you need to do that to 
build up capital because you've got a lot of gaps to fill and you've got to build this foundation. But there is this balancing act, Ben, isn't there, between giving away young stars as well. Like, can you imagine Minka now, the Finns, you know, yeah, Tansel know. on that line? I mean, there's there's a balancing act. And giving away Judy and Sutton when Randy Gregory's gone as well, uh, yeah, great, you're going to get a lot of draft collateral, but these are proven, tested pros. Yeah, exactly. You There's the... The thing with having an established player is that's an established player. The draft mm. pick is you don't know what it's going to be. And you have to decide is a, is a bird in the hand worth more than two in the bush. Like you, those, that draft pick could turn out to be a hall of famer, but it could also turn out to be an absolute dud. If you yeah. know, if you know what you've got, but if what you've got right now is not winning games, is it then worth making, making those moves? So, you know, Marvin Mims, has been coming through. Yeah. Um, he's he's been looking good. So, you know, you at least you've got him and he's going to be very cheap. Moving on from say Cortland Sutton wouldn't be the worst idea if they if they are going to get even younger, if they feel like okay, they need they need those draft picks. I mean, I, I would agree. I think Peyton, they are they are they have they've bought into that project and I don't mm. think they can give up after one year and i think you've got to you've got to let him cook you've got to let him do what he wants to do otherwise there was no point doing this like you can't it's like if you bring in an interior decorator and you say just do whatever you want and then they start painting the walls and you're like well no don't do that like you <laughs> you've you've got to if you're paying them for their expertise because he's won a super bowl because he's done all this you've got to let you've him go back with it and, yeah. and and maybe starting afresh is it and so I think if they were going to move on from someone, Cortland Sutton would be the one. Let Sean cook, I think is what, what you're saying. But in effect, not, yes. Not with the uh, ingredients that Russell Wilson has brought around <laughs> by, by the look of it. What no. would Prime's, what does Prime's house look like? You might know this, what Prime's, I mean, I'm imagining it is unreal. Is it, you got Kingsbury and that kind of Brett, Eastern Ellis, less mm, than zero. I love that place. California kind of joint. What a, yeah, what's Prime? Ah, that's that's a really question. I don't I don't know. Now, obviously he's currently um coaching at the University of Colorado. Mm. And I've not spent loads of time in Colorado, but I've I've spent a tiny bit of time in Denver and I've spent time in Aspen. And there's a particular kind of premium, I want to say kind of rustic lux mm. that would be the kind of the look in that part of the world that is very kind of like nature heavy, lots of kind of um, lots of like natural things like kind of wood on display. Logs, a lot of logs. Very loggy. So yeah, in fact, that's the word. <laughs> I, I reckon he's somewhere. He's got a big open fire. He's got logs. And, it is, and it's glorious. And I imagine there's going to be certain bits look subtle and then you see some like crazy bling. Yes, um, exactly. I tell right. you, one time we'll need to do a college football road trip and just hit up Coach Prime's house knock on the door we've got the shades on and he's going to be like yeah just come in guys it's the nakum show I, I i'm not saying no to you with benny's shades i think we're in on in on that one all right so the the broncos could be a team dealing who else do you think might deal who else is looking at this season and thinking forget about it and re-upping or i guess in in the situation oh, this is where the bucks and the rams are probably a little bit torn because i guess they probably would have been figuring that like a lot of people thought they were going to be write this season off i think they probably thought we might be able to deal some of these vets at the deadline and and re-up both of course particularly the rams have diminished draft capital mm. but they're both still in the mix so i'm not sure they will who else might who do you think could be looking to shift a few players i think the cardinals i think the cardinals they know they are about to start a rebuild mm. um 
you know, they this this is a franchise that has someone who was a hot young quarterback who they do not seem to feel is their is their future. Mm-hmm. I think they would love to have a very high draft pick. I think they would like to accumulate more draft picks. So I've seen Buddha Baker's name thrown around as someone who Arizona could deal to a a, a true contender. You know, he had he had a bit of an issue um, with the cards last season mm-hmm. about the contract. Then he was on IR. Mm-hmm. So the the cards they we know we know that Arizona is doing nothing this season other than preparing for next year. Unlike right. some of the other teams that are in a bad position, like the Panthers, who are attempting to build rather than getting rid. Mm-hmm. For me, Cardinals they should feel like most players should be available because they just need to start from scratch. What's going to happen with Kyler? I don't see him as a Cardinal for much longer, but I'm not... uh, I guess there's a lot of things I'm not ruling out today. I'm not ruling out the Vikings making the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and I'm not ruling out Kyler being an NFL starter once again. Like, he had his moments in Arizona, and then things went wrong in Arizona, and he looked bad. Mm -hmm. Can he be good again? somewhere else in the right situation for me absolutely but i think his next move is going to be as a backup somewhere other than arizona and he will have to try and baker mayfield it basically mm-hmm. and just kind of be in the be in the right place to be able to get another shot moments again t- to tanner hill it i think is the technical term uh, <laughs> i was going to say to marcus mariota but that didn't really work out particularly well oh. hey you, the panthers are definitely looking to to re-up and, and rebuild because they've signed DiCaprio Bootle from <laughs> from the practice squad. DiCaprio Bootle, where does he rank in terms of, of course, he's a quarterback. <laughs> where yep. does he rank yep. in terms of your favoritely named NFL players of all time? Uh, DiCaprio um, I mean, it's it's up there. Um, I mean, in terms of like you know that you know that I love a I love a tank. You love a tank. Um and there's there are multiple, multiple tanks. You know, Tank Bigsby seems to be kind of um almost like a need to get tanked of this tank. team. Back, we need to get him back in our FFS lineup, Benny. I'm going to call uh, that. I'm going to call that now. We'll be picking our FFS team a bit later on, of course. So that's that's the kind of deep level strategy we apply to our, our FFS lineup. Yeah, I mean, I I love, I love, I love a bit of booty. Yeah, you know, Kayshawn Booty, um, Major Booty. I mean, I, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot booty. not enjoy those names, and I the will. I'll never. Brutal. I'm just I'm I'm only thinking about new guys here, man. I could do a whole mm. podcast. I love I love Juice Scruggs. Juice Scruggs is one of my favorite names of, of recent years. Juice yeah, Scruggs. I love, I love the way that attention. that juxtaposition of Juice and a Scruggs. Like he's a yeah. he's fly, but he's a thumper. Juice, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Juice Scruggs. Exactly. The um, DiCaprio Bootle. Watch that space. What a what a brilliant name. Mutt has to be named after Leo Di- <laughs> DiCaprio. I, also, I I just I just want to say talking about practice squad, uh, Nathan Peterman. It's if if like me you follow the Bears practice squad moves. Nathan Peterman is cut almost weekly by the Bears and then re-signed. They just cut him before every game and then they just re-sign him after the game. So, I, that must he, be so depressing. It, just yeah, get, I, just go the, just go to the XFL. Like be a big star in the XFL. Yeah. What it are you doing? So I mean, there's no way that he clears out his locker. Like when they come to him and say, Nathan, we're cutting you. He's like, okay, see you Monday. See you Monday. <laughs> uh, why are they doing that? I mean, just salary I, cap kind of I think it's, roster, it's just, roster volume. Shenanigans. Yeah, I think it's like, okay, we, we're not going to want you on, on game day. 
Yeah, we may as well have you off the, have you off the roster for yeah. now. Bring so you someone have to go in to the practice squad. Could we could use a body for special teams? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, I mean. They need those arms just to just to be able to kind of keep people fresh. Yeah, yeah. I saw a few Nate Peterman jerseys on Sunday, of course, Bills <laughs> fans. Fair play. I was actually just walking walking at the chaos of getting out afterwards uh, from, from Tottenham. One of the worst stadiums to try and the Ubers can't get near. I saw Sam Quek, a friend of the show, Sam Quek, on a motorbike taxi. That was the way to, that was the Whoa. way to go. Why the hell did we get TalkSport to do that? But no, stupidly, we decided to. I've got quite a good route out now, so just kind of through the back streets in a way from the crazy queues and then just hit either an Uber or a, or a tube when you get near a, near a station. Uh, and on my travels, I saw at least two Nate Peterman jerseys and oh I was getting up to one of them and just fist bump. Just, you know, the you know, you go up to someone and you don't say anything. You just, you don't need to. Just, and they know, they, they know, because game recognized game. They know, they, they know <laughs> that if they get in a fist bump, yeah. it's because of the, it's because of the Peterman swag. There's the Peterman that's swag. It legendary stuff joey harrington i'll always love you joey um seeing less and less harrington jerseys on game day these days <laughs> come on help me out gang let's get a harrington jersey this weekend right uh injuries quickly just a key uh, injuries to keep an eye on generally there are three one positive two not let's start with a glass half full positive austin eckler back for the charges he says he's gonna play charges of course have the cowboys this week monday night football so that is a powerful piece, of course, to have back in for a Chargers team that flattering to deceive, but is still very much in, in the mix. We talked of Arizona and James Conner, one of the bright sparks this season. The vet James Conner running so hard this season, uh, but not anymore. He's on IR. He's gone, they think, for the season. Ben, quick rookie note on Imari De Mercado. He's now top of the depth chart, an undrafted free agent from TCU, I think. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah. TCU? The cards uh, yeah. have the Rams this weekend, and Demarcado's with a, no Connor probably going to get a lot of carries. So, what can we expect? Do you know much? Do you remember much about him from college? Um, I mean, he was like TCU were absolutely fantastic last season, um, and he was he was a, he was really reliable mm. through the course of the season. But he really had his coming out moments um, in the playoff game where they beat Michigan, which mm-hmm. was just oh, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the the biggest the biggest game in TCU's kind of like modern history right this isn't a this isn't a big school like you like they've been they've been very reliable and he was very reliable he got like 150 yards um got like but a lot of that was on one massive one one massive run a little bit of his career is based on that massive run Mm. and he's someone who may get a couple of carries here and there but he's not someone that i think okay here's your starter but you know he's He's a bit of an unknown quantity. He's had his moments. Who knows? But I, I wouldn't be thinking, okay, Cardinals, here's your guy. Get ready for your DiMarcado jersey. I love that. Guaranteed, guaranteed breakout game against the Rams. Yeah. After yeah. <laughs> that, 140 yards and two touchdowns. So anyway, uh, DiMarcado, next man up. Um, And the Dolphins are going to be a little bit slower because the A-chain, Devon Achan, out for a few weeks. I think everyone around the NFL, apart from those playing against Miami, will be mm. really upset to see that because he is one of the most electrifying players that I can remember. And I'm taking all Dolphins bias out of it. What, what a player he is. Not serious, though. He's out for a few weeks, so he will be back soon. So Miami have Carolina this weekend, which leads us pretty nicely 
into our quarterback rookie. Actually, you know, before we do quarterback rookie watch, Ben, one other bit of news I know you wanted to get into. NFL Academy in action yesterday. And given the fact we're right in the thick of NFL London, it's worth talking about that, the Academy, and just, I guess, a couple of minutes on where that project's at and what the the future holds for the Academy. So in action last night against a US high school, right? Yeah, yeah, Erasmus Hall. Erasmus, um, right. Erasmus Hall, who are kind of a, a big school in New York, one of the, the one of the big football schools in NYC. And they they actually played the game at Tottenham Stadium. So NFL Academy, of course, are based at Loughborough, which is, you know, the main sporting university in the UK. They've got all the facilities and everything there. But they played this game at Tottenham. They beat Erasmus Hall, who are no mugs, mm. 35-0, which is which is really, really impressive. Now right. NFL Academy is, of course, in effect, like a kind of, I was going to say a UK all-star team, but it's it's much more international than that. Players have come over from NFL Africa um, to play there. You know, we're talking teenagers, people leaving their homes, coming from a different continent to be able to, to, be able to get their shot at getting real high-level coaching. Yeah. As good, easily as good as the coaching that you would get at a top high school in America in the hope that some of these kids will get university scholarships, which can be life-changing even if they don't make it to the NFL. But of course, the fact it's called NFL Academy, the hope is is that we're going to see some of these kids drafted into the NFL yeah. one day. And they're doing really well. I mean, that that project there looks fantastic. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm like Usually, if I've got an idea for something that I'd like to do, I'm not going to say it out loud. I don't want someone else to do it. I want to do it. But I know that I will just never get the opportunity to do this. I would like Friday Night Lights is one of the, is one of the greatest sports books ever written, and mm-hmm. that's somebody embedded with a high school team for the course of a year. Mm. I would my dream would be to be embedded with the NFL Academy, spend the entire year there, like be around those players, be around those coaches, be in all the meetings, and write a book about that. Do what it, is it like Did for you? all those people? I I, Drop I would have to line and do it. I would not be able to do any other work. That's the problem. Oh, we'd lose you from this show. Work. So don't do but, it then. We can, we can squeeze this show in. But it's it's absolutely fascinating. And mm. I would love it. I'm sure every NFL fan in the country is thinking the same thing. If it's a great idea. In the, in the next few years, we see some, you know, we, we see some, like imagine if there's like, oh, this, this wide receiver at Ohio State, he's from Telford. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and like, some of these and some of these players getting into the NFL. Imagine, I want some Geordies in the deep south. Oh, that's what I. That's what I want. I want. It's. I want some. It's inevitable. Accent, accent mashups going on, <laughs> where there is neither side understands a word that the other <laughs> is saying. That's what yeah, I want I, to see. I love it. I mean, I you know, and all credit to like you know Erasmus Hall. What what an experience that must have been coming over. Yeah. players i mean what a school trip that is yeah. to go and play at that yeah. stadium yeah play you know play play a game all that all that way we and got we got a day of... trip to ruin it aren't they yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they got they, they are playing at spurs i mean i love that that's well nfl academy will definitely talk more uh keep an eye on it and there's, there's more we need to do on that i think it is a it is a fascinating project and Funnily enough, we were discussing yesterday, a few of us, about the off-season. We're going to run the show year-round. We always run the show year-round, but lots of different ideas for specials and different things we want to do in the off-season. So we'll put that on the... on the. And maybe, Betty, you could do a, a mini version of what you're suggesting. Maybe we could, mm. we could uh, deploy you to the academy for a week or something and just record 
a bunch of interviews we could do at NFL Academy special to, hey, the more I think about it, the more we should maybe look at pitching that as a talk sport special. And there's all kinds of stuff we can do. We'll mm. uh, we'll get we'll Gav on the phone and we'll work some work some magic. Right. Quarterback rookie watch. Let's start with this is your power rankings. Just to recap, Benny, of course, a resident college expert on the show, is keeping an eye on the rookie quarterbacks and the fluctuating or not possibly power rankings for for each of them. So we'll go three, two, one. Starting, I'm guessing, in third spot. Well, actually, I'm curious who you've got in third spot. Well, yeah, it it it, it depends on how you want to look at them. I'm putting I'm putting Bryce Young. In in the third spot, right. I think he's been, and there are plenty of. I'm not going to say excuses. There are plenty of reasons why why it's gone like this. But Bryce, no Young, offensive line would probably be the the start that, I mean, against exactly. the Lions. He was. This was an interesting number that jumped out at me. PFF reported this. So against the Lions, he was pressured 16 times overall, and when he was pressured on those dropbacks, two of 14 for 14 yards. Yeah, that's that's. That offensive line is porous. He mm. does not have enough weapons. He's got the opposite situation to Desmond Ritter. You know, oh, yeah, I, right. I dread to think what Ritter would be doing in this yeah. in this Panthers offense. God, yeah. And and Bryce Young may be lighting it up, but it's mm. it's so much of it is situational. Now, the thing is, it's hard it's hard to assess him. We know he's not had a particularly good season, although he threw threw a few touchdowns on Sunday in yeah. that in that defeat. But will the Panthers, who gave up an absolute king's ransom to get that first overall pick, will they be thinking, okay, we could have kept all those picks. We could have still had DJ Moore. We could have brought in someone, someone, anyone. And if the season goes badly, we get... Because <laughs> Caleb Williams, we're going to get on to Caleb Williams. Mm. Caleb Williams is is the is the best prospect over the last few years. And if you took Trevor Lawrence out of it, he's probably the best quarterback coming out of college in the last decade. Did they jump the gun? Did they go a year early? If you were going to go all in on the first overall pick, should it have been, should it have been next year? I still think Bryce Young is going to be fine. It's hard to say that he's going to be absolutely fantastic. I felt watching Peyton Manning and Matt Stafford in their rookie years really sure. struggle. We say it every time. They, and I think young, I think you know, we talk They about look fantastic. The, yeah. We, the eye test, which CJ Stroud, of course, is going to be your number one. And I don't want to labor the point because we, we've, well, because I've been puffing up my chest enough about it, but we called CJ Stroud early on We on the eye test. He's going to be fine. And then he's having the season he's having. I feel the same, not this as firm a conviction, as I did with Stroud, but watching a lot of the tape for all three uh, of these rookie quarterbacks, first rounders that are starting, I feel closer to, yeah, Bryce Young is going to be fine than I'm, I'm, I'm Desmond Ritter. I just don't know. I just don't know. Right. So agreed. I, I think he's a messy situation. Everybody call your jets. They could, of course, as you say, got a body instead of Bryce Young and, and locked up for the 2024 draft. They could have got, for example, Kellen Mond, because that's what the Colts have done then <laughs> yeah. uh, with Anthony Richardson out for a few weeks. Of course, Richardson, who already taken a few things, right? It was concussion protocol earlier on the season. He's now out um, for at least a few weeks, which means Minshew Mania, or as Carlson <laughs> called it on Monday show, <laughs> Minshew Madness, which I love. I love. I think he's definitely <laughs> definitely more macho man with that facial hair. Well, actually, yeah, Ho Hogan's Tash. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll call it we'll call either either works but he is going to be 
rolling things. He looked pretty good, Minshew, didn't he? As he always often does. Yeah. But Kellen yeah. Mond, I'm glad that's a Kellen Mond sighting in the NFL. He's been uh, they tried a, a bunch of a bunch of quarterbacks, and Kellen Mond got the nod, so he's going to be the backup uh, for. Indy. Well, it, there was a there was a point I think around the around the time of the draft that Kellen Mond was drafted. I don't know if it was just before or just after the draft, and I tweeted something that went very much under the radar. I just said something like, "I really think Kellen Mond can be an NFL starter one day." Mm. And when I say it went under the radar, I only got one interaction with it. I got one like. <laughs> and it, wa- and it, it was, was Kellen Mond. Mond. It? it was from Kellen Mond himself, who I hadn't tagged in. He's clearly searching for his name on Twitter. Legendary. And and maybe there'd, been, maybe there'd been a lot of criticism of Kellen Mond at that point. And it was like, oh, finally someone's got my back. I liked what I saw out of Kellen Mond. Does he Texas follow you now on Twitter after that? No. Unbelievable. No, I, don't think, I don't think he's very active on Twitter. Uh, maybe he was just, he's Let's just looking Kellen out Mond for my... Last... Let's see what he last posted. So <laughs> I can't believe he didn't follow you after that. I mean, I think that about anyone. Why can't, Why don't they follow me? Oh, Kellen Mond has bought verification, just to be clear on that. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Well, hey, to be honest, the NC show has as well. So, um, uh, okay. So, Kellen Mond is following 741 people, Ben, but not you. Mm. Uh, How many followers does he have? 31,000. Mm. He's doing um, okay. Kellen Mond is... Um, okay, the last tweet, I think, original to... I'm seeing on the replies here. I know this is... Listeners are waiting with bated breath to see what Kellen Mond has been tweeting. Okay. He wrote four days ago, Kyle Field will be rocking in capital letters tomorrow. Aggies by two scores. See you all there. Gigum with a thumbs up yeah. emoji. Yeah. So clearly his main focus is still Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is not, which is not a great sign. Yeah. Um, but I, I, <laughs> Hey, look, he's I, back in the pros. Yeah. I, the shot. I like it. I think Kellen Mond is an NFL quarterback. Whether he turns out to be a starter, I don't know. But I think he is an NFL quarterback. Now, Anthony Richardson has been a really interesting player to watch. And he's really had his moments in terms of kind of electric plays. He's He's been doing the sorts of things that we thought, okay, from what we've seen of him at Florida, from what we've seen of him at the Combine, these are the things he can do. And he does them. However, he is getting banged up like crazy Mm. and that's what worries me because if you can't like he plays in a physical way Mm -hmm. like he's got a big body he puts his body on the line you only draft a player like anthony richardson if you want him to do those things there's no point like the bears seem to be trying to do with justin fields briefly Mm. let's just turn him into a pocket passer because if you want a pocket passer anthony richardson and justin fields as an example they're not the guys to do that just get a pocket passer. Don't find someone with a very unique skill set and try to turn them into a pocket passer. Mm. So Anthony Richardson, for to get success from him, you have to play him the way the Colts have been playing him. Yeah. But if he's going to get really banged up and keep missing games, then what do you have? Mm. You've got the worst of both worlds. So the Texans I'm a little bit scared. A bit worried about him. The Texans know what they've got. CJ Stroud, number one in your power rankings. Houston have New Orleans uh, this weekend. A very winnable game. Again, for the Texans, Stroud is PFF's fourth highest graded quarterback in the NFL over the last three weeks. Hasn't thrown a pick yet. Amazing. I looked at the odds for rookie of the year. Unsurprisingly, he's heavy favorite now. Pukunakur, yeah. if, you're, if you're interested, second and Bijan's third, right? So he's way ahead of the other quarterbacks. Perhaps no surprise there. Uh, CJ Stroud has been a phenomenal rookie so far. Can he keep it up, Ben? Is there any sense that 
might redress to your point every rookie quarterback ever has an indifferent season At the moment stroud's pretty much i know he had a few issues last week but pretty much five games in one of the strongest rookie quarterback seasons i can remember yeah and he's not it's he hasn't come into a situation where it's like oh well it's easy for him he's going into yeah. the texans like a lot of people are saying about brock purdy i mean mm. We we don't know how Brock Purdy would do on that Panthers team, for example. If you swapped, if you swapped him, maybe we see a very different Bryce Young. But CJ Stroud is doing it with a roster that is not stacked with talent, that is at the same stage really as the as the Panthers of that rebuild. And he seems much further along. He seems so ready for everything. He is getting more time in the pocket than Bryce Young is, but he's just making really good decisions. And like Bryce Young, he is he is a born leader and a real kind of like classic sort of field general mm. of just will it will inspire teammates and you know be someone they will they will rally around. But I've loved seeing him. I'm fully expect him to have a run of like two or three terrible games mm. and a load of hot take artists who only watch Red Zone saying, "Oh, he's a bust." Because they won't. They because won't. of that, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well, he was. He's never as good. He's had a kind of purple patch, but he's he's like Gardner Minshew. He's like a back, you know, for sure. Well, that leads us nicely. And so just to join the dots on that one, you got CJ Stroud one, Anthony Richardson two, Bryce Young three. Betty's rookie watch will run that intermittently through the season. It takes us nicely into our sneaky playoff teams update because I have and have had and still have the Texans on that list. Now just to recap this isn't me jumping on the texas bandwagon after week four pretty early on this season because i backed stroud i called them a sneaky playoff team couple of obvious reasons for that real deal with stroud not just that as well just even the connections got with nico's on fire progressive coaching that next gen west coast they understand what they're meant to be doing already there's clarity of vision offensively compared to say in contrast the broncos what what are the broncos offensively we have no real idea and they probably don't either right peyton's still trying to work that out these guys have come in they know what they're doing they're not just the division as well but the schedule so i looked ahead the texans next six games saints as we said this weekend panthers bucks bengals cards jags so saints panthers bucks bengals cards jags next six games they can split those easily right three out of three and then they're in to the deeper waters of the season and ready ready to roll ready ready to roll for that because what's going to take the afc south to take the division i know it's a bit harder with the marker the jags have laid down with the back-to-back london wins but 11 and 11 and get my maths right six yeah That'll probably take it, right? So yeah. then we've got to ask, well, if they're not going to overtake the Jags, which is fair, can they nick a wild card? And what's a wild card going to be in the AFC? Look at the AFC right now. 10 might do it for a wild card, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I love this. And, you know, if, if you hadn't been saying the Texans, I'd be saying the Texans. And I'm pretty new to that bandwagon. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not just the way that... Um, it's not just the way that CJ Stroud has played. It's that everyone seems to have stepped up, and we are talking about a team that's two and three, and mm-hmm. they, you know, they've got the they've got a buy this week, so they're not going to get past two wins just yet. But they look so promising, and they look like 
they look like they are getting towards being the real deal. And I don't mean real deal like a Super Bowl contender, but like, right, this is a team that we'll need to be taking seriously. This isn't a team that doesn't have an identity. This is a team knows what it wants to do and is putting it all together. They, they have a bye this week, Benny. They've got the Saints this week. Oh, what am I saying? Sorry. Yeah, I'm they, they have by last week. I had what to check. Yeah, yeah. No, they lost last week. They, they're two and three, but they got the Saints this week. Right. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know where I'm. Don't know where I'm getting that from. We talked about the Saints, and that game is a that game is such a great matchup for them because I still don't know what I still don't know what the Saints are. Mm. Um, I'm really excited for Texans fans because it has been miserable. The as soon as as soon as Deshaun Watson wanted a trade, everything has been bad for that franchise. Absolutely everything because. They wanted to keep him, then they didn't want to keep him. I'm talking about fans. We we don't need to rehash the Deshaun Watson situation. The fact that Houston should have had the number one overall pick, and they somehow pulled a win out on the last in the last quarter of the last last game of the season, pull out a win that made it that the Bears got that overall pick, and obviously ended up trading that to the Panthers. And the Texans must feel like, well, do you know what? That worked out okay. We can be happy. Mm. So really excited for them. For me, like my sneaky playoff team. Let's hear it. Is the LA Rams. Like it. Right. I, this is a team that certainly I wasn't talking about as a playoff contender. And again, it's a, it's a, it's a two and three team. And they got, they were dismantled, I would say, by the, by the Eagles. And I think that's fair enough. I, you know, right. not many teams are going to, not many teams are going to beat the Eagles. But they're actually when that when that offense is going, it is absolutely rolling, and so much of it is Puka Nakua, yeah. Who he probably won't win Offensive Rookie of the Year because Offensive Rookie of the Year is a terrible award, and it goes to most popular quarterback of the season. Yeah, like you know, Puka Nakua is easily the best offensive rookie. No, the best rookie in the NFL right now. He has been amazing, mm. absolutely incredible. Whether he turns it into a Justin Jefferson and is doing this on a regular basis, I don't know. Is he a but, player that if we you mentioned Purdy as an example, situation favors his style of play, right? Mm. Is he that kind of receiver that he's particularly thriving because he's with an offensive mind? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is that so if you put him in, I don't know. New England. <laughs> Would he... I think you've got problems. I think you've yeah, got problems. Yeah, right. yeah, I think so. It's, it's think... the McVeigh factor in particular that is why yeah. he's hitting the ground running. Yeah, and also Stafford. You I'm know, sure. Stafford. Like, I think I think it's fair to say that after coming off the Super Bowl, people people kind of stopped talking a little bit about that Stafford because it was clear that the Rams kind of their window was then closing. It was mission accomplished. Mm. Let's win a Super Bowl with this group of players before we have to blow it all up because of the salary cap and the fact we haven't got any draft picks. And it was, okay, well, Matt Stafford got, got his ring. That's all very nice. And then kind of attention turned to, okay, now let's see how Detroit do because of all this. Mm. But Matt Stafford is still playing at such a high level and the Rams are not going to, they're not going to, I don't see Stafford winning another ring with the Rams, but I can see them making the playoffs. I like it. I really, I've really enjoyed watching them this season. And they got a brutal schedule. That, well, brutal's overstating it. They got a tough old schedule. Um, it's actually a mixed bag because they got the cards twice, including this weekend. 
They have uh, the Packers. They've got the Saints, the Commanders. Okay, so those are and the Giants. Actually, what am I talking about? It's not that. It's not that tough. They've got. I was just, just jumping out the 49ers. The Ravens were jumping out the Cowboys. Yeah. But yeah, thinking about it, it's actually Steelers. We're not convinced about. It's actually a pretty decent, decent schedule. Yeah, there were enough games there to put them to say ten wins, eleven yeah. wins. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's mix. certainly possible. I love that, uh, and I would love to see both teams for different reasons making mm. the cut. The other team I thought could be in the mix for this, pretty logically enough, and a lot of similarities as we've already talked a little bit about on the show, the Bucks, And they are our game of the week, Tampa Bay-Detroit, our week six game of the week that we both landed on. I kind of figured this Bucks team would play with swagger. It was inevitable that Baker was going to bring the swagger, the, the obvious risk factor with him kind of like you said with Anthony Richardson and, and quarterbacks like that where you know what you're getting an injury and fragility is part of the package because they're just so rough and tumble zipping around everywhere with Baker same kind of thing you know you're going to get this hyped up quite likable <laughs> loud mouth who is seem teammates seem to love fired up will fire in some crazy crazy passes and then some crazy crazy passes right so mm. he'll throw a 64 yard bomb and you're like wow and then he'll try and thread the eye of the needle five style into nuts traffic and tr frustrate the hell out of you you know you're going to get those kind of boom or bust often in the same game kind of player right but when it's rolling it's rolling and that it's the, all the locker room the bulletin board material with Vita Vea, with Devin White, Levante David, listen to the defense, Shaq Barrett, Antoine Winfield in the secondary. It's a heavyweight lineup. It's a heavyweight lineup of defense is elite. Defense is elite. Defense that are sitting there all off season, be hearing as Carlson would say, mouth clowns going, Oh yeah, the Bucks are the worst team in football. The worst team of is that obviously <laughs> gonna antagonize them. Really good defensive coaching. They've got one of the best defenses in the NFL. And if Baker can stay good Baker for long enough, they're absolutely in the mix. This is going to be a fascinating game against Detroit, who, as we talked a bit about on the Monday show, sneaky Jared Goff MVP discussion. But Detroit at 4-1, living up to their billing. They're getting, they're getting it done at the moment. They're not Detroiting it up. So what no. a matchup. Break down <laughs> some of the key things you're looking forward to in this game, Benny. Um basically some of those some of those offensive weapons that the lions have and how they're able to how they're able to work against that that elite defense in Tampa Bay like Sam yeah. Laporta the the tight end right fantastic rookie season he's been a, an amazing outlet for Jared Goff he just seems to get open when just when they need him i think he's i think he's got more catches than any tight end in the NFL um i like what we've seen with Jameer Gibbs I want to see more of Jameer Gibbs. Obviously, David Montgomery is a workhorse. They are going to run him into the ground. Um, I'm glad for him that he got his big contract in Detroit because it's probably going to be his last big contract because he is. They are going to they are going to grind out so many yards and touchdowns with him. And whether whether that really effective Lions pass rush can force Baker Mayfield into making some mistakes because he hasn't been making too many mistakes. I mean, he's only thrown two interceptions all season, which is not very Baker hmm. Detroit. You may as well give them their, you know, you know, the caps they hand out to like, say, you know, NFC North winners. 
you may as well get them delivered to Detroit. There is no way that anyone in the NFC North is is catching. They're the yeah. they're the only good team in the NFC North. Like they just need to kind of fill up on wins, but they'll get they'll get a real challenge against the Bucks this this week. And if they can get in Jared Goff's face, keep him off balance, bottle up David Montgomery, then the Bucks can win this. Mm. But it's going to be intriguing. Jimmy Gibbs, incidentally, uh, injury doubt. Keep an eye on him. Although they're talking a positive game from camp, so that is one of the one of the injuries to to look at this weekend. If you are setting your fantasy team, which is where we are going to roll to next, but it's FFS time. Now, the recap: two key things. Firstly, if you're new to the show, new to the midweek show, new to FFS. We have a listener league. Daily Fantasy is the name of the game. You pick a team every week and you can enter a team into our league. It's free to enter. We have free to enter contests courtesy of our friends at USA Sports, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. USA Sports give away merch for the person, the player that wins uh, that week's league. Uh, DraftKings give away cash prizes, some tickets to one of the games over in the season. Other goodies coming your way as well throughout the season. And of course, the opportunity, which most teams do most weeks to beat me and Ben in our official show team of the week or in the case of last week and if you want to get involved by the way the link is in the show notes or if you just go to DraftKings if you haven't got an account just add NC show in the promo you'll be taken to the contest uh, as I say you can play for money if you want free to enter if you want uh, if you are going to pay for money just do it with moderation begamblerware.org last week it wasn't it was our official show team Ben but we didn't pick it Chris Milner yeah yeah, National Vintage League, Channel 5 fame in the house. Uh, he did all right, Benny. I asked him, I said, how did your team do last week? Because I hadn't checked. Uh, but his response, shit. Um, proper, I might have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> and I actually said, that's actually not bad. So he came 73rd of 221 in the, one of the free-to-play specials. That's not bad. 73rd out of two. Yeah, it's kind of respectable. His big hit was Brees Hall. That would love that. And obviously Tyreek went off as well. But Brees Hall looked good. He stacked Tyreek and Tua, which worked quite well. But it didn't work so well. For, he was quite big on Tyler Boyd. Um, Pacheco, actually, I guess, given how much he paid for him. Uh, yeah, so kind of middle, middle of the pack. I entered a team separately. And of course, anything we win on DraftKings goes to Shelter, our show charity of choice. Didn't win anything for Shelter, but we're putting money in the kitty anyway because of all the natisms I dropped on the show last week. So we got to get things back up again, Betty, because so far, the only money we've actually won for Shelter was week two, which was, wasn't bad. It's $50, right? We won? Yeah. yeah but so I mean, we bad. we are we're developing a little bit of a reputation, I think, are now in the, DF, in the DFS world, because I, I was invited onto a DFS podcast yesterday, talking, <laughs> with, and, no and I got to talk about what you know what we do on FFS and how yeah. we're how we're helping people have fun with DFS and and learn about it. But like the people on that podcast, they really know their stuff, mm-hmm. and to, pr- to prove it, uh, two of the two of the hosts of that show have won things in this competition. Oh, the Belichickian Jack Humphrey is he one of the hosts? He was he's he's involved and, well, better and fantasy. I love it. And and Nick, who um was in the was in a corporate box. Oh Nick, who won uh, their tickets. Oh blind. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So they're, they're, exactly. They're These are the heavyweights. Devils. They but are the, the whales. That, they're the whales. Yeah. The fact that they invited they invited me on, I felt like, okay, uh, yeah. look, yeah, that's yeah. like being we're like made men now in the DFS world. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talk about the um the five dollar league is where all the all the big hitting whales 
here. We will always yep. enter a team. Is that where we won our fifty dollars in the five dollar league? I think we must have done. Must. I think we I did. Mean, so we pro that's... we proved we can handle it with the with the big yeah. ones. All right. So Betty, what what I've done, and listeners, of course, absolutely know preparation and collaboration between us getting our show team ready. So we both pick teams. We're gonna have to work it out, I guess, which way we go, and just hope the money. We might have to tweak bits at the end. All right. So why don't we just alternate picks? Yeah. And I will put a fresh team in. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up and we're gonna enter it in. You know what? Let's enter it with some of our swag in another contest. And then we could try and win some money there as as well. Where um that one looks that one looks promising because this one only has 20 entries. Okay, so <laughs> we've got a. <laughs> Oh, God, we've got to pick a... Now, that looks really complicated. We've got to pick a captain. They're all flex players. Right, this looks more like it. Okay, all right. So, quarterback, you go first, Benny. You pick... You okay, pick. yeah. I, I really like Gardner Minshew this week because like I think that. he's okay. I think he's going to be super cheap. 5K, and I, yeah. do, and I don't know what to expect from the from the Jags' defense after the what will have been a grueling game against the Bills and then flying back, having been in London for a week and a half. So... Mm. I think the Jags defense could be a little bit vulnerable there. I love that. It's a great chat. He's only 5K as well. So I am going to go running back, Travis Etienne. Nice. Recency bias in full effect. <laughs> but yeah. no, I think it is a breakthrough game. And the fact, of course, he had a lot of mileage on the ground, but also caught four catches for 50 yards or just shy of at the backfield. As well, I like the matchup. They're back at home. The Jags against Indy. We know, of course, um, that uh, the uh, changes in the Indy lineup with the aforementioned Minshew Mania. Ooh, expect a bit of a loose game, bit of a shoot up kind of vibe. I think Etienne for seven point one k, decent value against an opposition defense ranking in the bottom third of the NFL. So he's my first running back. Uh, what about you, Benny? Who are you going for? Um. I want to go uh, wide receiver here, and I want to go okay. Christian Christian Kirk. Oh, okay. Um, God, you're really I, going for yeah. We'll go for I, this game. I know, I but I, I think I think he's the best value option out of those Ooh. out of those wide receivers there. Yeah. Um, and I just like what I like what they're doing. I think this is going to be a game where we can we can really stack up some points. So yeah, Christian Kirk's my guy. We are going to have a lot of money left at the end of this. Um, which is good. So we can maybe change up a flex. So I like this because yeah. I'm going next. Uh, kind of reasonable amount of money anyway for running back. I'm going DeAndre Swift. Philly have the New York football jets. I like Swift in this. How much am I getting Swift for? Let's take a quick look. Uh, let me just put him in the app gang. So. Uh, and I think right now, of course, anybody named Swift connected with the NFL, you got to go. You got to go big on, right? <laughs> uh, he's just looking... I mean, he looked good against the Rams, didn't he? And again, a player that can make hay out of the backfield as well. So you, and I know that is true of a lot of running backs these days in the NFL, but he is definitely right up in the mix. They just seem to feel the the Eagles like they're working out how to fit Swift in that lineup with the design runs from Hertz as well. He's just getting a lot of looks, and I think against the Jets. Good defense that it is. It's good value for six one. Yeah. So you know what, Betty? We've been really, really conscientious with our budget. So let's mm. splash some cash and I'll double what? down here. I'm taking Cooper Cup. I'm taking Ooh. Cooper Cup against Arizona. You've just hyped up the Rams as a, your sneaky playoff team. 
Cup was getting already in the groove pretty much straight off the get-go last week. As you said, they ran into the buzzsaw Eagles, but this is a much softer spot for them. Arizona are not going to do much. I can just see Stafford making hay. And I like Cooper Cup at 9K. So we've blown a lot of cash on him. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, four spots and still money, money to burn. I want to I want to talk defense now because okay. I, I think this is probably the most expensive defense of the week. But I think this 49ers defense is going to do so well against the Browns offense. I do not have any confidence with the Browns offense putting up much in the way of points or yards against the 49ers. So I think that 49ers defense, although it's a bit pricey by defensive standards, I feel we've, we've got the budget, right? We got the budget 4K, but we got it. We can do it. We can do that. And I'm going to spend a bit more of our money on Tyler Lockett. He's a boom or bust kind of player. And we know that's the, in fantasy terms and probably in real terms, right? So we know that's the way we've got to roll. I like the matchup. Seattle at Cincy, I think it's going to be points on the board. And I just think he is the kind of guy that will snag a 54 yarder from Gino. He's a good red zone look. I like Tyler and I like, uh, money as well, five seven, which means we're all right, Betty. We've got seven seven left. If we go tight end first, then we'll see how much we got left for flex. So seven seven. Okay, what what's the um? What sort get, of prices are we looking at there? So at quite like end. Irv Smith in that game in that Seattle. Since mm, he yeah, good good red and a red zone look on the other side, of course, with. Uh, with the Bengals, three K he is. Um, get Hunter Hurst for three one. If you want to, you want to flex a little bit. So Joku in that. Are they going to look at Joku a lot? You'd, but it probably would make sense if you think the 49ers are going to squelch him. Um, yeah, I really like Irv Smith. I think that's a yeah? okay. I think that's good. a really good call. Let's go Irv okay. Smith. I like a bit of Irv. All right, that leaves us okay four seven for our flex. Which okay, so who we got in that range? I love the way the app just takes you straight to him. We could go Zeke. It's, there's got to be something that mm. something that the Patriots do. That is a fascinating <laughs> matchup, of course. Belichick against uh, McDaniel's coaches on the hot seat was something we were going to talk about, wasn't it? Because Belichick is now second favorite to get fired after Eberflus. The Patriots are not sacking Bill Belichick. Who the hell is putting money yeah. on that? It's not there happening. Is, there is no chance. If he is forced out in some way, mm. it won't be it won't be a firing. So if you've if you've put your money on it being him being fired, it will be him retiring, which mm. is just it's it's going to be a different sort of thing. If if they want to get rid of him and they're successful in getting rid of him, it'll be persuading him to retire. It won't be he's fired. Eberflus, he's got the chance to kind of turn it around now. If mm. Justin Justin Fields may end up saving his job, um, I mean for me, the 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 one most at risk is Ron Rivera. Yeah, sadly, Riverboat. Uh, you know, I he's not had the best of records in Washington. There's only been one season they didn't have a losing record, um, even though he has taken a team to a playoff with a losing record. Um, he's not, you know, you've got new ownership. They didn't hire him, and you can imagine them thinking, "Let's get a let's get a hot young coordinator." You know, let's get let's get the next guy. Ron Rivera's time may have passed mm, we love riverboat rod and of course chat del rio is proper what i was saying on edge rush our favorite uh coaching tandem in the nfl yeah. i like the fact they are um <laughs> demonstrably old school they don't care uh, <laughs> all right so where were we yeah oh yeah you know what i was thinking with mcdaniels and belichick it's like when 
HBK delivered that kick <laughs> to Ric Flair and just and, and he mouthed I'm sorry and then <laughs> takes Flair out in the retirement match. Is is that what McDaniels is going to do this Sunday? Well, I don't know, but I do think that that Belichick will have something up his sleeve, and I don't know. Zeke feels like a good flyer. Um, or do we want to? Can we can't afford? No, we can't afford him. So we could go Zeke. We could go. Uh, we go back to the Tyler Boyd pick of Chris last week and hope he comes good. Uh, we're kind of getting Evan Ingram potentially at four five. I mean, I I think I think Zeke is a pretty wild one. Yeah. And there's a lot of boom and bust potential. Yeah. With that selection. And we love a bit of boom and bust. We do. I think I think I think this has got Zeke written all over it. I love that as well. All right, good good a good red zone look as well. They'll score uh nine points the Patriot to safety and a touchdown and he'll get the touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like it. That is our team for this week's contest play along with us pick a team at home as i say you can head on over just go straight to the site uh and put nc show in to find our league or just hit the links in the show notes so wherever you're listening to us in the show notes and on social as well seven the boys will be pushing out links pinning links you know the drill by now so go get involved with that free to enter free to enter contest one more thing benny before we get out of dodge i just want to shout out i did on monday and i want to give i want to double down on it and just shout out everybody that's leaving reviews for us on the show really appreciate that spotify we know there's a ton of new subscribers by the way on spotify and apple we're building the gang this season so anybody new to the show it's great to have you with us get involved at the nc show at facebook instagram twitter uh tiktok we're on we're on all the greats but yeah lots of questions we have the mailbag with mike on monday you can fire those questions in at any time seb will pick them up uh, we will try and pepper in other questions. Me and Propo are back on Friday with Edge Rush. Thanks to everybody who is subscribing to us. Brand new, old school vets. We love having you along for the ride. And for those of you taking a few minutes out of your day to leave reviews, really appreciate that because we love that you love what we're doing and helps us with our sponsors. Spread the word. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We are building momentum on this show. And Benny, you're a key part of that, of course, as an all-pro member of the crew enjoy sunday all of you heading to tottenham enjoy the big game on sunday propo and i are back on friday with edge rush one last bit of business at tweets from ben is how you follow the big man on twitter and his book the american football revolution available at all good book sellers including amazon and we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well so go and get your copy of that already benny look after yourself bud see you soon mate Podcast Network.